Welcome. To Arcade Audio. It's hard to find a movie that way. Lucky for you, we found a few. It's Queer Movie Night. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Queer <laughs> Movie Night. <laughs> My name is Deb. And I'm Peyton. Thanks for um, listening. Um, <laughs> thank you for um, listening. Thank you, yeah. for, thank you for calling. Um, <laughs> How are you? I'm doing, you know, it's been so long. Um, <laughs> what are you saying behind my back? Oh my gosh, nothing at all, sweetie pie. I need you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, that's good. I was trying to figure out the volume on this Dell computer. Like, I have never used it before in my life. I, have, I barely know how to use my Mac. I just don't know how to use it. Yeah. Really. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm really excited um, to do this episode because it's something we've been talking about for a while. Um, yes, and now the day is finally here. The day has finally come for my <laughs> wife to join the festivities. The day is finally <laughs> 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 Tease. They are here. Um, okay, I will stop. She's just smiling very nicely. I this is this is a very special episode because I've been wanting my wife to be on for so long. Um, as our listeners know, I talk about nothing and nobody else. Um, yeah. so much so that it. I don't. I don't think it's concerning personally. I think it's nice. Maybe other people find it concerning. Um, but I, I think don't want to nice. talk about anybody else. <laughs> I think it, it, I'm glad that it could it could be nice. I don't want to come yeah. off obsessive, but also I do want to say like I am obsessed with my wife, and I damn yeah. well should be. <laughs> I God, love that. Okay, I love weird energy. It's just her looking at me like I'm fucking insane. Usually, I only no. She, she looks like she's in love. Life. What? She looks like she's in love on my end. I am in love. <gasps> Also, I didn't know if I was what? supposed to talk yet. Oh, oh no, 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 you're totally fine. Please talk. Oh, we've been oh, talking about you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here while you're talking. Would you like Welcome. to introduce your wife, Deb? I would like to. Welcome, <laughs> esteemed colleagues, guests, <laughs> fans, anyone and everyone in the world. Into the world. Into the world. <laughs> Our guest this week is my wife, Kayla Kitos. Hi. Hi. Oh. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, my little bud. <laughs> We're sharing little headphones. <laughs> I see that, yeah. Because beats don't stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have beats. And by we, they're hers that I steal all the time. Um, yeah, this is a long time coming. I've been wanting to have her on for a long time. Yeah. And Kayla, I will, I'm going to out her a little bit. She always wanted to do the movie Carol. Um, But then (laughs) it's okay because we had a great episode and a dear friend of the pod, Kate was great. Um, But I was like, you have to come on the, on the, on the show. And she was like, well, Carol is my favorite. 
what else am I supposed to do? And then, oh. then out came Wild Nights with Emily. And then <laughs> I knew. Yeah. And now she's here. And now I'm here. <laughs> um, Kayla, why don't you um, share with us um, your experience with Wild Nights of with Emily. Um, how did you find out about the movie and um, why did you decide to choose that as your episode? Okay. Well, I found out about it because, well, my wife told me and that's how I get all my information. Um, Was so it after I, Ellen? <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. Autos travel. Um, that, but actually Deb is how I get all of my pop culture movie and TV information. And I watch everything that she says I should, because she knows what I'll like. And that's how I determine what I'm going to watch. And this one we saw in theaters, which in itself is so nice because, you know, so many times you have to go find your queer content and some like weird YouTube channel and <laughs> download it and watch it like pixelated. And so a theater. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, and I just, I loved it immediately. And as soon as it ended, I wanted to watch it again. I truly like, we had to get somewhere, but I almost bought tickets to just watch it again. So I could really like, you know, soak it in and yeah. And so I don't know. I just, it resonated with me. I loved it and I think it's, I don't think I've loved anything since Carol as much as this. Did that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so I knew it was the choice. I love yeah. that. Um, I also love, cause Deb always says that she watches the movies with you and I love thinking about you watching the movies together when we talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad <laughs> you guys get to talk about them, but I honestly, I think we'd be watching them anyway. Yeah, we yeah. love movies and TV and especially queer content, even just subtext. We will go through a yes. lot just to get a little. I mean, that's subtext. why we love Rizzoli and Isles. Oh, yeah. it's <laughs> never, never actually gay. It's never, it's never canon, never became canon, but it, the subtext is so strong. But we hung on that for That lesbians eight truly hung on for dear life with that <laughs> show. It was seven seasons. I don't know. You know, my, my we were just talking out. about too on a show we used to watch on Sci Fi called Warehouse Thirteen, which I'm sure oh. a lot of people have also watched um, <laughs> because there was a lot of also lesbian subtext, never a canon relationship, which is actually bullshit because they put the groundwork there and everything was there, and I think the writers were cowards about it. Well, but, that's how I feel about Rosalie Niles. Exactly, exactly. But like we we are not we're not sci fi fans. We're not going to sit down just to watch like a random sci fi channel like low budget show <laughs> about a warehouse a government owned warehouse of our of magical artifacts <laughs> but we watched it because there was purely subtext yeah yeah but also i know like if she doesn't i know uh, sometimes i'll like i'll um bet movies and shows myself first if like we're unsure about it and i'll be like oh no you don't want to watch this one like you're not gonna like this one, and <laughs> nice. not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I I can hit the nail on the head most times. Oh, you do every time. That's why I I only listen to you and and I trust you and whatever Aww. you say to watch, I'm gonna watch it. And if you tell Aww. me you're not gonna like it, I don't even question it. I don't even give it a try for myself. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, you're probably right. <laughs> okay, this is and like it's giving me too much power. <laughs> <laughs> um. Deb, do you want to just tell us what the movie's about? Oh, yes. Uh, so the movie 
is starring Molly Shannon as Emily Dickinson. Um, and it's basically the story but behind her love letters to her, the love of her life, Susan, um, which the whole narrative, that whole narrative of like her writing to another woman that was unknown until like, um, I, 50, 70 years ago or something yeah. like, like the fifties, yeah, I, I think they said at the end of the movie. Oh, um, but when she was, she was never published her entire life while she was living. So it's basically like the story of her adult life and like where her relationship with Susan came from, how it manifested and how she ended up being Emily's muse and how, uh, she provided her with like the, I don't know how to write it. Like the content to write poems about, I guess that yeah. doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but, uh, yeah, she, 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 influenced, she inspired the poems. Yeah. Like where, where her writing came from and like why mm-hmm. she wrote poems that she did. Mm-hmm. But the, it's also the movie is like set in two different times where they're also looking at it. Um, like a few years later after Emily's death and how she was finally published after she died, but it was, it was straight washed. They took out, they erased mm-hmm. all of Susan's cause a lot of um, her poems were letters to Susan and she would address Susan at the top and they literally like erased her name and would write in like, they would say it was about men and they would mm-hmm. say, they would either say like lie and say it was about men or they would call her like a spinster mm-hmm. and like a harsh woman who like never loved anybody. But truth is, is that she was just very queer and in love with her sister-in-law. Susan mm-hmm. was married to her brother and they were, uh, they were like, lovers. What is what an old fashioned <laughs> word that I feel stupid saying now. They were uh, to, like together from the time that they were teenagers until Emily died when they were middle-aged. Which I think is, that. is cool anyway, because it, it seems well. Okay full disclosure i've not seen or done a ton of of research on emily dickinson or i haven't seen any other works about her life but it seems it it seems like the showing this side of her life is one that hadn't really been shown before that for years and years she has been painted as this like you know spinster recluse that was afraid to publish her work and uh it was not that at all at least not in this movie. And I like this version best. And I'm going to assume it's the most accurate. Yeah, that's what we are to assume. Yeah. And I hope it, and it was it was directed by uh, a queer woman. And Yeah, it, she wrote it automatically more too. <laughs> Apparently it was based off of a play that she wrote, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um And this movie yeah. is very funny. Which oh, is surprising. So, yes. I yeah. so Molly Shannon obviously is funny. Molly Shannon is one of my favorite, favorite actress comedians of all time. She's the reason why I am the way that I am. The movie superstar is why I am the way that I am. <laughs> um, and so, but when I found out that she was doing this, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like one of my favorite women of all time also playing like a, 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 a real life queer person who existed in history. And I thought when we saw it, I, Obviously, Molly's so funny. She's also so good at drama. Underrated. I don't know if you saw what's the what is other the movie? people. Oh my god, other people. It's other so people good. Absolutely wrecks me for. Like, I want to do that day. on the show because I love I that movie. Sob, sob. That movie. Oh, that movie. Fuck. But she's amazing in that movie, yeah. and I feel like as she's gotten older, she's been playing with drama way more, um, and really showing 
her capabilities. I think she's incredible. She's an incredible dramatic actress. But this movie was like a hardcore dramedy, like at its finest. And it's yeah. really mm-hmm. funny. It's really, really funny. But she also yeah. rides that line of not being like, I'm going to be ridiculous, like my normal character-based Molly Shannon self. She, I think she, like, like. I think for the most part, she plays. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think for the most part, she plays the straight character in this movie. Mm -hmm. A lot of her stuff is very just like, she's just playing it honestly and genuinely, which I really enjoy. Um, Right from. Sometimes. I mean, when it's not worse, when it is just, when it is just honest, when Mm -hmm. the performance is there to, to be honest and authentic. And she's automatically like a very funny person. I mean, maybe that's how it comes across. I like one thing she was like a straight man, but her facial expressions were a huge part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot with her face. Yeah. And just her candidness too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Absolutely. I think she crushed it. Yeah. What did you um, think? I loved the movie. Um, I what right from the first shot. It reminded me of, um, drunk history i don't know because the quality or uh, and then i read the the web wikipedia page and apparently it was inspired by drunk history just because they wanted it to be funny um and i also another, an, um, another period i don't know if you've ever seen that on comedy central yeah i've seen a couple episodes it does remind me of that too um but um i love how it just starts with like her making out with susan i think that's so funny um and I love that it has this um, unreliable narrator narrative where it's like we're getting the the actual narrator of the movie is Mary Todd, who's the first person to publish Emily Dickinson's works, and um and she is like telling this like ladies' lunch people book signing thing, the story of Emily Dickinson, and and the actual scenes of the of the movie are contradicting everything she says, which I think is really funny. Mm-hmm. I love um, that choice. Yeah, me too. It's also like the first look into how her life was misconstrued. Yeah. You know? yeah. It was like two years after she died and they were already painting her in such a different light just to like market her better and self and And the woman telling the story of her life had never actually met Emily, which is so <laughs> wild. That, that scene with, um, with Emily's brother uh, between emily's brother and sister oh my god i that's my favorite that's like one of my favorite scenes (laughs) i know know lavinia is so funny (laughs) she's like i have a does she know that emily is a person because i I do have because i do have a cat named emily dickinson (laughs) i think my favorite one is um (laughs) she could wear some of emily's clothes and look at herself in the mirror and just imagine what she looks like. And the brother's and like, goes, that has been that. attempted. <laughs> that has been attempted and did not quite <laughs> work. Oh. oh, God, it's so funny. Um, and I love the scene where um, Emily's talking to, I can't remember who the character is, but it's this older man. And he's telling her, Talking about the Bronte sisters, yes. and he's like mixed up the two plots between Wuthering, Jane. Wuthering Heights and Jane Eyre. <laughs> and then he says, and then he explains to her why her her dad explained to him why she would never get married. Yeah. And her face the entire time is so funny. It's so good. <laughs> oh, it's so, so good. funny. 
I had never, I, did you, do you guys know the actress who plays Susan from anything else? No, I did not recognize her. Great. I love her. Yeah, I, she's I so good. And apparently she was in Don't Trust the Bee, an apartment, whatever. Oh, I love that show. I need to look and see who she was on there. Of that show, but I've never seen it. Um, I wasn't a huge Kristen Ritter fan until Jessica Jones. It was really the first thing that I ever really yeah. liked. She's really hilarious on Don't Trust the Bee. Yeah, maybe I should watch it. Now, apparently she was in that. I know. I was like, I don't know who she is, but I thought she was so good. I thought she was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought the acting across the board was was really solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there was this delicate line that they all had to they all had to balance on of like respecting the truth of the story. Um, but being so funny at the same time, like the comedic timing that every, I don't know if you noticed, I feel like a good chunk of the cast were comedians too. Yeah. For uh, yeah. I recognized a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, I, I thought it, like this would be, this would be a really fun film to be a part of uh, the making of. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I also love that it's like a comedic period piece because um, I think we don't see that very often. Usually, yeah, we set like in the 1800s, it's serious and mm-hmm. proper and all of these things. And it just, it's not that. I, I like it. It feels more relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love that because like people weren't just serious because it was like the 1800s. Mm-hmm. They were, <laughs> they were funny too. And I, I just, I love, it kind of humanizes these historical characters who seem yeah. like, like marble busts or something in a museum. Like, it, it's like, oh yeah, Emily Dickinson was a real person and, and she was horny and she had sex and like, yeah. she was yeah. witty and yeah. yeah. The, the specifically like the scene um, after her and Susan have sex and they're like, both trying to put on their huge hoop dresses. Like <laughs> it's like a real moment. Cause you're always just seeing like, I don't know. Like you think of like Pride and Prejudice or like other movies that are set in this time. And it's always just like so delicate and they make love and they take a million years to like undo the corsets. <laughs> like, it's like they were trying to get a quickie in, but they're, Oh, the one, the scene where the husband, what's, what's his name? Austin. Like, Austin is a, uh, Boinking with Mary Todd. Mary Todd, and he he can't get her hoop up. And like, <laughs> layer by layer, he eventually starts like putting the layers on top of her. Head. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, I also love that. Like, I love this conceit that like she wasn't a recluse. She just like found Mary Todd very annoying, so she like never came downstairs when she was yeah. in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What were we gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say um, that I thought uh, the actresses who played them as teenagers did oh, very well too. Oh, I yeah. love I loved the young actresses. Great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Kayla said that the blonde one looked like a combination of Taylor Swift and Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, that is correct." Yeah, <laughs> but, I would say that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I thought they were great, and I the whole. The, the, that whole storyline is like, obviously we're laughing during this movie, but Kayla and I were talking about it while we were watching it of how real that is though. And how mm-hmm. deeply sad it is. Um, 
how they loved each other for so long and how literally like Susan's only choice to stay close to Emily was to marry her brother. I know. I love that scene. Yeah. yeah, That scene is, is heartbreaking, but I looked at Kayla and I was like, I think we would have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If exactly. we were, if, Cause we, I mean, we fell in love at the right. same time they did, Cause which automatically time, we really identify the with only choice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of what, what you know yeah, maybe that also resonated drew, yeah. so hard is like that they they fell in love as teenagers and and I don't know just would do anything anything for that love and I don't oh when they when her parents go out of town for like a month and she's like don't worry Susan is gonna keep me company and they're like okay you well sure? you two can share this bed and your brother's gonna be in the basement and then as soon as they leave, they like lock the doors and close the blinds and start. Yeah. Out. <laughs> in there, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, literally one time in high school, Deborah's parents asked me if I would stay with her while they went out of town. And I was like, I I guess I yeah, if that's what you need from me. I'll, I'll make sure. Yeah. And then as soon as they like pull out of the driveway, we're like doing exactly that, closing the blinds, making out. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm obsessed. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But there was something so so deeply sad about it though. At this and the in the yeah. at the same time that this was the reality for a lot of people and, mm-hmm. and how unhappy Susan was like in her marriage that she even had to be married um to somebody that like obviously when he touched her, she was obviously like Yeah, she out. recoiled, yeah. 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 Um, which I, I love- did think- Oh, sorry. Good. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I told Kayla, um, like Mary Todd sucked, but there was a part of me that was like, well, I'm kind of glad like Austin <laughs> got to have sex with somebody who wanted yeah. to have sex with him. Oh, yeah. oh that I d- Okay. We actually put the subtitles on when we watched it just now. And, um, that first time, like he and, uh, Mary Todd have it is Mary Todd, right? Yeah. The first time he <laughs> Mary Todd has sex, I never noticed it, but she says, Are you crying? And he says, No, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I guess just imagining him having sex for the first time where the other person like wanted it and enjoyed it. That was, <laughs> it was obviously moving for him. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, guys. Her name is Mabel Todd. Mabel. That was my fault. Mm. Shoot. Okay. I th- we were impressionable. Yeah, because, um, we took Mary and we ran with it. Yeah. Because the because I was thinking Mary Todd Lincoln, I think. I think I was thinking that too. Yeah. Um that weird name that Austin comes up with and he gives it to her like oh, a gift. And he's oh, like, like, it's our two names combined. Oh my god. And she's and like, I love it. I'll tre- treasure it forever. Yeah. <laughs> like that's his poetry toward her yeah, with combining. Like, I've made something for you. And it's this. That's how I feel about you. It's just a single. And she's like, "What is it?" Yeah. <laughs> she like doesn't get it. Yeah. Oh, just quickly, I would when you were talking about you know realizing how they actually couldn't be together and were in love for so long, and that is very sad, and it does give me all kinds of feels. But on the contrary, what I do like in this movie is that it was kind of well-known like like Susan's ha- like Austin knew the kids knew mm-hmm. and Susan knew about Austin with Mabel um and it was never like this big which I think happens a lot sometimes in in queer movies and especially queer movies of of this time mm-hmm. um, 
but it wasn't like they found out and then it was this big blow up and an immediate like, okay, we have to put them in jail or they have to hang now. This is illegal. This is bad. We can't do this. You're a disgrace. None of that ever happened. They were just kind of like, eh, okay. We live our yeah, lives. Yeah, as long as they do it behind closed doors, yeah, like no one yeah. cares. Like yeah. Kids knew everyone was sort of in on it and they just kind of let it happen and let everyone like live you know, in peace, quote unquote, as much as they could have, like for the circumstance and the time. And, and that was it. Even, even um, Austin with Mabel, they just kind of let it happen. They were like, well, Susan already has someone. So yeah, <laughs> Austin may as well too. Yeah. Yeah. And when Susan like was upset about it, it wasn't because she was upset that Austin was cheating. She was upset because Austin when it was like, it was, was flaunting cool. it. Yeah. Was it. Yeah. yeah. She was worried about the children. Yeah. Yeah. Which when the daughter goes, say hello to Aunt oh. Emily. Oh my God. I'm obsessed. Jaw like, dropping. Jaw which dropping. I love too. Well, and her daughter apparently. For them. Yeah. Yeah. She, in real life, she tried to publish the original poems like very early on and, and was, and tried to um, put Susan back into the works, mm-hmm. but like was obviously did not was not very successful with that. Yeah. Um, but I love that storyline. I would have liked to see more of her in yeah. the, in the movie. I what I was such a taboo thing. And like at a time when nobody would ever, like nobody was okay with that shit that even their, even Susan's daughter was mm-hmm. like, no, what they had was real love. Like their love yeah. was important and it meant something. And like the work should be restored to how it was supposed to be published and how it was supposed to be read mm-hmm. um and that like she was still fighting for them like late years later when i, I feel like people probably probably didn't even know what gay people were mm-hmm. like she wasn't just like ew what the fuck <laughs> you like <laughs> recognize it as true love right? yeah and that's um, so cool that it's true like right. this this was real this was really how it played out but yeah. I think because she saw firsthand like the love between them, because even in one snippet and and showing the kids like running notes back and forth between them, they show her like opening the note and kind of read like peeking and taking it across the street oh. to her. To oh, her. I missed that part. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, and it and then like Emily opens it and it says private on the front, but like the kid read it, and then <laughs> then it does show her at the end, um, like kind of fighting on behalf of of her on yeah. him. and there's like three people in the audience yeah yeah um what i was gonna say before is i love the um the late deal that um susan had an agreement with austin that they would never sleep together before they got married mm-hmm. yeah um and i love that like that uh i don't know that was a, like a good piece of drama that emily didn't know that and i thought I just really like that how much thought Susan put into like her marriage with Austin and like, and keeping her relationship with Susan, like at any cost, I that really resonated with me. A shot that I really loved. It's like at the very end of the movie, um, sort of going back to what you were saying about them erasing Susan from the narrative. I love that this like really funny movie ends on this like kind of somber note where you see, it's like a, a split screen of like, you see Susan preparing Emily's body for bur- burial while 
you literally see Susan erased from Emily's history on screen. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really just resonates like with how we got this story about Emily and like the way that we get history is like so messed up because it's like been influenced by so many different outside people, I guess. It's like a game of telephone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, our dog. I was. I've been distracted because he's been. He's like in the window, and he always <laughs> has a specific stance when he's about to bark at something. <laughs> I've been watching him, and I'm sure you can hear him. And I'm very sorry. Sorry, oh, Rich. I, I can't hear him. So, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, he will probably bark <laughs> at some point, or he likes to growl at children. Uh, on, on scooters. On scooters, specifically. That's a specialty. <laughs> That's a skink, I guess. <laughs> uh, but I'm oh, sorry. Sorry about kids. Weird. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it seems aggressive. That's the thing, is that we're like, why yeah. are you yeah. so offended by a child on? He's he's so sweet around kids. <laughs> but when he sees a kid on a scooter, specifically, he's He like, hates scooters. Fuck he out of my wild. neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get off of my lawn, Get off dumb my kids. Lawn. Yeah. <laughs> It's so mean. Also, that that sequence with them erasing Susan, like that's based off true fact because I was reading on Emily up on Emily Dickinson. And the reason that they know Susan's name was in the poems is because they use like modern day technology to see what was erased from the paper and they found Susan's name on it. Nuts. I know, which yeah. I'm so grateful for that technology because yeah. you would never know this story or what really happened. And and it's such a good story. And we yeah. should know it. But I think, yeah, because they say that, like it says that at the end of the movie, they that happened in 1995, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or something late yeah. in 1998 or something like that. Yeah. Like way late. Yeah. Like yeah. obviously a century later, but. Yeah, but I agree with you, Peyton, about that scene. Like the last scene where they split it, and uh, Mabel is erasing Susan from Emily's life and her history yeah. as they all fade out, and or ju- I guess like just they're fading out. But yeah, it's crazy. She literally erases her from. She just like erased their story. It's so sad. yeah, and Emily couldn't even rewrite it herself. Right? Yeah, she couldn't, she couldn't even correct it. Yeah. I guess that's surprising too. Like how, how okay everyone was with, uh, with people like adjusting her work after yeah. she died, like giving it, giving poems titles that they never had and like creating artwork or just like publishing things without her knowledge or consent or I don't know. And I guess they don't really address this, but now I'm sort of wondering, like, I wonder what, Susan was thinking or doing like during this time, like seeing everything come out. And I don't know, I guess I just wonder, was there a part of her that wanted to be like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, don't talk about change her work. You're changing her work. Or if she was just like so sad and heartbroken that she didn't, she was like, whatever, I don't even care. That that's that I think really speaks to, the accuracy of the movie, because I think if they did know that, then it would have been in the movie. Like Mm. if they knew what her response was, um, because I know they, they sort of do touch on a lot of things that is actually shown in history 
in like the research and things. Um, I love that we get a lot of the sister because the sister is the one that found all the poems and actually pushed to have them published. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that scene so where she reads. Yeah, yeah. I, I love how the, how she has that scene where she reads the poem and she asks the <laughs> the maid, like, "Do you know what it means?" I don't know. <laughs> she was like, I think I do, but I don't. <laughs> no, the sister is so funny to me. Yeah. I just love this movie so much. Yeah. I love it so much too. Oh, and even when she dies, I think it would have been easy for it to take this turn where everyone's like devastated and they show Susan like grieving and going through this horrible thing but they don't they're kind of just like and she died and then yeah. poems and they just like yeah. kind of breeze past it kind of like when the son yes, died the eight-year-old son i was like what the hell wait yeah, they, susan's susan and austin's eight-year-old son died oh i missed that and it, yeah it was kind of quick because they were like <laughs> I, I don't know. They were doing something. And then a narrator says later that month, their eight year old son died. And they have like a <laughs> quick shot of everyone at the funeral. And, and then that's it. <laughs> and, wow. Yeah. But I don't, maybe it is even like, maybe it's just the tone of the film and how it is a little bit yeah. lighter. And it does fall on that line of like um, dramedy, but it could even be, because of the time period, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, everyone was dying in the 1800s. Yeah. Part of life. And it wasn't that uncommon for like a kid to get a bad disease or someone to mm-hmm. like take a turn for the worst or have something they didn't know how to fix at that time. Yeah. And I don't know. There was that shot too of all the people in the, where the, the lake grieving. I don't yeah. know if that was supposed to be like thematic and not a literal shot. Um, but Susan was there like drinking and I didn't know if it was in response to if it was like a foreshadow of Emily's death or of her son's death. Yeah. There are a lot of, um, that's a, a good point to bring up. Cause there are a lot of sequences or a few sequences where, where, um, Emily is reading her poems and we get sort of a visual to go along with the poem. Um, mm-hmm. there's a really beautiful sequence um, right before, like during her death where she's um, reading one of her poems and and we get like this really beautiful sequence between her and an African-American man wrapped in, um, in an American flag. Um, I, yeah, I just, I really think that this, it has such an interesting tone because yes, it is a dramedy, but it, I don't know, it, it seems... Because it's funny, it seems more real to me almost. Um, yeah. And like, and if you think about like death in real life, a lot of us don't get that time and that space to really grieve like people do in movies. Like we can't just like drop everything and just start crying and having a big meltdown. I mean, some of us can, and sometimes we still do, but um, I really felt like the, the scene where she was preparing her for burial and everything that was like all that we needed to see. Um, because yeah, just thinking about like how heartbreaking it is like this, that the sister asked her to do it because she, 
there's no like real she didn't really read into like how deep their relationship was and and the fact that that was probably the only time that she could outwardly grieve because like at the funeral she certainly couldn't let on that they they had been together and that, that they were so close mm-hmm. they do say at the beginning <clears throat> that emily sort of had a thing with death mm-hmm. um, because I guess like her house was right next to a cemetery and <clears throat> she would watch funerals yeah. and it was kind of like always on her mind. So a lot of her poems I think are about death too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. maybe, I don't know. How old was she when she died? I didn't Let's say it, but I'm see. curious. Yeah. She was pretty young. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Oh, she was 55, so not too, too young. Oh, but yeah. 1886. Yeah. Hmm. Damn. I guess you can't be too young to be a spinster. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) I love that. You should put that on a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. You can't be a young spinster. (laughs) That's gorgeous to me. (laughs) <laughs> well i love this movie and i'm so happy i got to watch it today and honestly i'm thinking about watching it again yeah i, I definitely want to revisit it for sure it's so funny and i think there's like it's so witty and sometimes it moves quickly over major things that i'm sure i i missed there's there are things i missed yeah. even today i picked up on things that i didn't see the first time so i feel like this is one of those films that that will be endless. Like I'll keep picking up on things each time I watch it. Yeah, for sure. There's yeah. a lot of quick stuff that mm-hmm. happens that I'm in the dialogue too moves so quickly sometimes, mm-hmm. which is why we use subtitles. <laughs> We've been using subtitles like crazy lately and wow, what a difference it makes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I am kind of losing my hearing, but <laughs> I watched all, I watched all the movies with subtitles. I think sometimes I just mishear words and, and read it as something else. So it's helpful yeah. for me to know what they're actually supposed to be saying. Mm-hmm. Which game changer watching Hamilton on Disney plus with subtitles truly changed my life. Because we saw it live, but I was like high on cold medicine. I had, a, I had a sinus infection, but it was so bad. And she was like, we shouldn't go to this musical. And I was like, I've been waiting years. Tickets cost $1 trillion. I'm not getting rid of these, these seats. It was like less than a month before it closed too. So we yeah. had, Oh yeah. You had to go. And honestly, had to go. There was no point in me going because I heard nothing. I, we were in the, <laughs> we were in the nosebleeds and Kayla looked over at me and I was just kind of like rocking slowly. <gasps> and she was like, your eyes are so dilated. And I was <laughs> oh like, my God. I feel fucked up. And I was just like she looking at the stage with the biggest <laughs> eyes. And it, it, as soon as <laughs> the, the first act ended, I was like, What's going on in this? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. What's this about? <laughs> I don't know. And I we didn't listen to the, we didn't we don't listen to like the soundtrack or we hadn't at that time. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. You, I can't even tell you who <laughs> Hamilton is, what he does, <laughs> who which word is on stage. I don't know who anybody is. <laughs> it was so bad we almost left, and I was like, oh my god. But um. I rewatched it on Disney Plus with subtitles. Wowie wowie. Does that make a diffy? It does. <laughs> it was so it's so good. I walked out, yeah. I watched it in our room while she was working the other day. And I walked out and she was like, How was it? And I was like, I finally get it. <laughs> I think I finally get it. Did you watch it, Peyton? I did. I, I actually saw it um while it was here too. 
um, and really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I did watch it again and we watched it with subtitles and that was nice. Cause I, I, I got some nuances that I missed out on the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Subtitles are a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. I cried so many times while watching it. Yeah. That was really good. Just a little sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> we love our sidebars here. We love our sidebars. <laughs> the last episode we talked about how to get away with murder for way too long. <laughs> and oh, I started the Hamilton one this episode. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh my god. I realized you can't see me. Did you guys um I'm trying to think, was there anything else that we wanted to cover before we went on to rate the movie? Mm, I don't. Is there anything in particular? Yeah. How about the chemistry between the two women? What did you guys think? I thought it was great. I thought it yeah. was great too. I yeah. really believed that they had been a part of each other's lives pretty much their entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that chemistry read. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. I loved that the that we got the juxtaposition of like young love of like when they were first discovering that they were in love with each other to like their their older love where it's like I've been in love with you for a while like we understand each other it's such a different dichotomy that's like it's very interesting to see on screen and I loved when like Susan it was kind of inferred that Susan had her or not Susan, sorry. Um, Emily had like a little affair with that lady that was visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had this whole like sort of like thing. And it was so, it, that was such a funny scene to me. Um, but I just like, I like that. I feel like when you see romance on screen, they don't really differentiate between that like young love type of like everything's roses between like, yeah, we've been, we still love each other, but like the initial like thing is like over, like (laughs) we still like have those moments, but it's not like every single time we see each other. Um, It's like you either get like the young love or then you get like the, the like marriage has turned sour and then they have to like refine, like rekindle it. It it felt very true to like, this is what people who've been together at that point, if, I mean, if she died when she was 55, let's say they'd been already been like 40 years, at least 40 years. And they, the love was still so apparent. It changed and they were so comfortable with each other, but the love was, was obviously like, like a married couple who, you know, still enjoys hanging out and being around each other. Yeah. It was really nice to see. Um, Cause you're right. Yeah. It's either young, passionate, love or well i guess we've been married for 40 years and we both hate each other yeah you don't really see a good i like a good healthy like seasoned couple yeah a mature love (laughs) yeah i completely agree i think you yes said it well i want a mature actresses yes yes Mm -hmm. yeah I was just going to talk about a tweet that I saw. How many times do I say the sentence? This tweet that I saw is probably so annoying because she hears it all the time. <laughs> um, it was like, no, what's your favorite, like your favorite healthy married relationship that you've seen uh-huh. in a film? And one that came up that we personally love are the parents from Easy A. Stanley yes, Disney. they're so good. Patricia, um, what did I say? Clarkson. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I mix up Patricia Clarkson and Patricia Arquette. Arquette. Yeah. That's what you were going to say. And then sometimes there's Patricia Heaton, who's going to get in there a little bit too. (laughs) (laughs) Who is she? What's she in? Everybody loves Raymond and the mom from the middle. Oh, I love her and everyone loves her. Everybody loves Raymond. I've never seen the middle. It's really funny. It's a, yeah. it's a solid, solid little show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, think she, I don't know if you've ever watched the Goldbergs. Yeah. I think I've, I think she has a new show where she's a mom, but she's trying to be a doctor. She does. That is yeah. very right. Yeah. <laughs> I just like hers. And I know she's probably one of those women that just plays the same wife in every show, but it's just, she does it so well mm-hmm. that I just appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So good. All, all the Patricias. I mean, it's a, it's a, I guess it's just a really. The Holy Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. Why did I talk about that? Because of the tweet about the your favorite. Oh, yes. But we do love that movie and we do love them as a couple in that movie. That's yeah. true. We quote them all the time. I think now though, I think I really would choose. Susan and Emily, even though they weren't actually married, but yeah, but like, but the, the bond was there that would be if they were married. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they were basically married. Yeah, yeah. And they still, I love that even though it had been that long, they still like they're like they were still like attracted to each other, still enjoyed hanging out with each other yeah, emotionally. They had fun going. together. They were yeah. yeah. And then, but then, yeah, they also didn't like stray away from arguing with each other mm-hmm. or exactly or like being a little sarcastic. With oh, I love the scene uh, at the party scene when they go into the coat room. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's they so good. Coats and they're just like, I don't want to leave. I just want to stay on the coats. Yeah. That's so sweet. Every time they're laying in bed, I'm like, I want to be in the bed. But I feel <laughs> that if you ever watch movies, I want to be in the bed. Anytime somebody is laying in a bed in a movie or TV show, I'm like, Oh, that looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> or they go, I'm going to bed. And I think, oh, that'd be that'd be great if I could go to that's bed. Like, that's me with food, with people eating food in movies. Uh, I'm also, like, I wish I was eating that. <laughs> destroyed my life. I love looking at what people eat in movies. I especially love actually, it when that's your thing. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it because I can't eat it. Do <laughs> uh, you know who's a great movie eater? Sarah Paulson. Who? Yeah, she already knew. Sarah Paulson. When I don't she know eats it. Have you ever seen American Horror Story? Oh yeah. There's the scene in this. Uh, there's a scene in the second season where she's being held captive by this crazy person, and they make a sandwich for her. And it's it's like a meme now, but it's like it's like the the look on her face when she eats it, and she's like, "It's good." <laughs> <laughs> was that the was that Asylum? Yes, lot of, yeah. lot of, of winters. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite season. That was my favorite for a long time. I'm always a fan of OG Murder House, though. But I also love Honey Britton too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sarah Paulson just eats. I like actors. You, they're taking small nibbles because you know they have to eat this thing a million Mm -hmm. times. But my favorite thing about Sarah Paulson is that I feel like she does everything as authentically as she can. And every movie or every TV show I ever see her in, if she's eating a meal, she takes real bites like a real person would nice. it's a very specific thing i i should just make a tumbler and find my own people and sarah paulson sarah paulson <laughs> you're gonna sarah make a tumbler called sarah paulson eating things yeah. but i do i do look at what people eat constantly in movies yeah. and tv shows i'm constantly paying attention to what they order at restaurants or 
Yeah, I was always obsessed with the steak that um, oh <laughs> that Sandra in ate in Miss Congeniality when she's at the dinner first. <laughs> they're like talking about her journey and what she's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And she's eating a steak and I was obsessed with it. And I would make my sister pause the VHS so I could stare at it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Do you think I had a little bit of a problem with food, mom? <laughs> you think? <laughs> God, well, because I was always on a fucking diet. So I made my sister pause the TV so I can just look at the steak. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I have plenty of steak now because my wife is an, is an amazing cook and she always is making delicious things. That's right. Baby. And I'm you still trying to find what I can offer. <laughs> <laughs> no, we already covered it. You tell me what to watch. I tell her what to watch. I do and, it, I and I do steak. the dishes. You don't cook at all, Deb? I, I feel like you cook too. I can. I just choose not to because Kayla is so good at it. Every, makes, all the food that you guys serve, it always looks so good. Yeah, I can cook. If like if if she's like, I don't have time to cook. Will you cook dinner tonight? I'm not gonna panic. Like I know basics. Yeah. Um, but she's just she's so good so good at it. Then yeah. I'm like, what's the point of me feeding us like whatever okay thing I would make when everything <laughs> she makes is like incredible? So, and I there's think she's a little biased, but I am absolutely not biased. Everybody I who mean, has her cooking, it's true. Pretty, Everything that I've ever had I mean, that you guys have served is so good. Yeah. <laughs> um so let's go ahead and rate the movies or the movie. <laughs> um the movies, gals. Okay. First off first off, we always like to uh put it through the Vito Russo test, which is uh really easy. It's just three separate rules. One that there has to be queer identifying characters in the film, two that they have to um have other personality traits besides being queer and three that if you remove them from the plot, the plot would change significantly. Um, I think it's obvious that this movie passes with flying sure. colors. Yeah. Flying, um, colors. flying. flying colors, maybe flying. even, maybe even a pride flag. Ooh. Whoa. Okay. okay. Who are you? Taylor Swift. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you need to calm down. You That's need to I'm calm talking. down. I keep referencing old Taylor Swift songs <laughs> on the past two episodes we were recording. But the thing is, it's like, why aren't I referencing folklore? Like the new album. Why am I thinking of songs that, I don't know. You probably don't know it as well yet. I don't know it as well yet. Yeah, it just came out yesterday. It's catchy. And we're just so into Taylor Swift right now. That's why I keep bringing her up. And yeah. I feel like there's, I'm on that. I'm a she part of that group mind. that is like, yeah, her and Carly Kloss dated. And here's, I will, I will prove how and why. Oh, for sure. I'm shocked. I'm very convinced of that. Yeah. I think Taylor Swift is queer. And I think so too. I think, I think she'll come out in like five years, maybe, maybe. a little bit less. I think she's like, she's she, she just came out with her political stance about, like yeah. last year, two years ago. She's what, 30, 30, 31, 30. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's like close to, she's like our age. Yeah, almost. I feel like she's inching, she's inching. So she doesn't yeah. lose her fan base. And so far, even with her political stance, she seems mm -hmm. to not have lost. She seems to have gained more people, like, mm -hmm. especially yeah. of our age range. Yeah. Why am I talking about Taylor? I'm like obsessed. We watched Miss Americana. <laughs> Like two weeks ago, have you, have you watched it? No, what is that? It's your documentary on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It is I, so good. I have a very, I don't, I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan. So I kind of, I avoid her stuff until everybody's like, you have to listen to it. And I kind of, it kind of um, sounds like I need to listen to folklore. 
Bogor mm. is really good. I think that's kind of how I was to like I wasn't really a huge Taylor Swift fan. Um, but this documentary and her concert yeah, and this documentary album really absolutely changed my mind. How is it compared to the Katy Perry documentary, which I think oh is the gosh, gold standard? And we have it on DVD. <laughs> me too, me too. Oh my God, of course we would. Uh, I fucking love that documentary. I love Katy Perry. Problematic, I know, but I love her so much. And also, I have not shied away from telling people about how obsessed I am with American Idol, especially modern day American Idol. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one, and I think she's a great judge. Um, yeah, I love that. We saw I, that I in theaters. I think the I think I think I did too. With with the Katy Perry. Yeah. Oh my God, the scene when her when Russ she gets a call from Russell oh. Brand about breaking up, and she's laying there, and they're like, "Katy, you need to go on stage." I bawled. There, like, oh, I was so like, upset. You need to go on stage. She says nothing. She gets up off the table, silently like gets ready, looks like a literal ghost, like looks like she's dead, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. nobody's home. And then she gets on the the fucking platform. The yeah. platform and goes and smiles. Yes. yes. And that it was like literally like, like chills forever. Yeah. I will. Oh, oh my god! Flip it cries so much. Yeah. It's so good. You know what though? I have seen not to this degree, but I've seen Deborah do this. I have seen her before. Okay, is she calling me Kitty Perry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, think I'm pretty without any makeup on? <laughs> oh that is true. But I have seen her before shows where she's either so sick or just not in the right place or feels sad or it's, we just had a fight or something or she is literally sick and is like dead, rolls out. I'm and then walks onto stage and no one would ever know. She I wonder, yeah. as soon as yeah. she gets on stage and does her job and does it well. And then when she's done, she like rolls back into the car and slumps down and usually yeah. cries. And cries. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> so so of a good, I'm so impressed by it. Yeah. Just oh, my I love it. Here to toot. My horn. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm hearing it toot your horn. Oh, I'll toot your horn. Okay. I think we got go. Oh my god. <laughs> she flirting with me on my pod. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you just spend every other episode saying how hot your wife is. Oh she god. she is, and she got bangs. Don't know if you noticed, Peyton. <laughs> they are very cute. Yeah, I love them. You watched Dead to Me. It's actually the biggest thing happening. I love Dead to Me. Her, the picture she took to the hairstylist was of Linda Cardellini. Of Linda it. Cardellini. That's perfect. And it worked. Oh, my God. It we, worked. It worked. <laughs> they and, made okay, I was a little bit skeptical. I'm not like going to lie. She was like, I'm going to get bangs. And I was like, are we sure? <laughs> are we sure? Because that's, that's not true. something you can come back from. And that's she was true. like, I'm going to do it. And because we're also, we all think Linda is so cute in so, the yeah. show. We're obsessed with Dead to Me. We think she, she's so cute. And I was like, okay, I'll see it. Like, it's quarantine. We're not going to see many people. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll, just, I'll just see what it's like. And oh my God, she's adorable. She's so I think cute. the bangs are like, oh, they're really hit or miss. But I mean, it's a, it's a different <laughs> deal though. She, she tries new things and she's automatically good at it. She gets a new wow. style, a hairstyle. She, well, it, I think it, it makes a difference that they're like soft bangs and not like hard like, bangs like harsh, Zoe Deschanel. Like, Yes, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. They're really beautiful. I think you look great. You're welcome. See how I did that? 
I yeah. forced you to tell my wife that her bangs were beautiful. <laughs> I basically pushed you in a corner and said, tell my wife she looks pretty. <laughs> and that's why I married her. <laughs> so that she makes people tell me I'm pretty. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's how I got to and the top of the him. Chicago improv community, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, the one that came toppling down. Wait, what were you yeah. saying? Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, about the movie, I forgot to do the Kinsey scale. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, here at the pod, which Kate does. <laughs> you never heard this. of it. You never heard of it? Never heard of it. Please explain. <laughs> She's never listened to one episode. <laughs> no, she has because she it? hated that bit I used to do when I would say it was a zero. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Where like, you said that you were straight. I, <laughs> I was like, someone's gonna believe you one of these days. Yeah. Fun fact: yeah. Kayla has listened to every episode of our of our show. Of course, I have. And there, I mean, I don't think that like a spouse or a partner should have to listen to like their partner's creative thing all the time. Yeah, and we know especially a lot of if they don't like it. Yeah, who who mm-hmm. don't? But Kayla is truly the most supportive. The most supportive spouse out of any of our friends that I've ever seen. She's never missed any of my shows. She's she listens to every episode of this, and I always tell her like, you don't have to come to this stuff. Like, you don't have to, and she just does anyway. I'm a dedicated fan. What can I yeah. say? And I just think that's, that's it's absolutely a- true. Okay, was this a therapy session? <laughs> <laughs> but I I genuinely enjoy your work, oh. whether it be. Live performances, podcast music. I'm a fan. And I enjoy your work I'm when it comes fan, to being very sexy and making amazing music. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and I, I enjoy it. Sounds sort of like a housewife with a big job. <laughs> she does have a big job. <laughs> she does. She has a big girl job. Just, yeah. Just hot. Well, you know, she just food. teaches people how to sell Goodyear tires in the entire Illinois. Thank you. For into that. Indiana Good. region. <laughs> yeah. Yes, everyone, please buy my Goodyear tires. Please. Please. <laughs> please. going to make my wife happy. <laughs> buy my wife's tires. <laughs> Tell her she's beautiful while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> and that you love her cooking. <laughs> her steak. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. Okay. Um, here at so the pod, we rate the movies based on the Kinsey scale. Zero being completely heterosexual. Sorry. And six being completely homosexual. And the gayer, the better. Um, I mean, obviously, I am a little bit biased about this movie because <laughs> kind of chose it together. Um, <laughs> so six. Yeah. I think it's a great movie. It's just such a good movie. It really is. Like, I think re- regardless um, of our connection to it and like mm-hmm. the queer connection to it, it's just a really well-made movie. Yeah. I'm, I want to style that you don't see often. Yeah. I'm going to give it a six too. I think there was not one thing in it that made me think, Ooh, like a queer person did not write that or like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I thought I thought it was a great movie. I I I had an emotional response to it. I had I th- I laughed. I thought it was a I thought it was really well done. I agree. Yeah. How, how about you, Kayla? I completely agree, and I'm proud of you, Deb, for going first. Oh, <gasps> she I went first last time too. Okay, okay. all right. Quarantine. New me, <laughs> our, our new things during quarantine with uh, with the lots of improv and comedy is being on two sports rec leagues on okay, <laughs> that's true. And, and going first for my <laughs> scale rating. Yes, well for me it's definitely a six. 
hands down. And I completely agree with you, Peyton. Well, and Deb, you kind of said this too. It's just a very well-made movie. And I think it it really checks a lot of boxes for me. It's yeah. funny. It's heartfelt. It's it's historic, which actually is typically not one of my boxes. <laughs> but I I said, oh, I think I told you earlier, Deb, this was my, this was the, my favorite way that something in history has ever been presented to me. So I'm normally not a history buff, but this, it made me want to like do a deep dive on Emily Dickinson and start reading her work and do some research on Susan and just, just everything. I loved it. I can't wait to watch it again. (sighs) Thank you so much for sharing. Oh yes, you have to. (laughs) I hope if it has, if it has commentary, I want to watch it. Ooh, I'd love that. I'd love that. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Okay, I'm in for that. I love that. So who's our, what's the next, what's the next episode? We have another guest. Yeah, Peyton? Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to plug, Kayla, besides oh, your Goodyear tires? Oh, oh, goodness. Um, n- no, your Instagram? My, okay, my, my Instagram is kketos, but also I set it on private. And if I don't know you, I don't accept. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm like, so, there you go. I'm actually, I'm actually so particular with who I accept. And some friends on social media. Sometimes even people I know, I decline. (laughs) I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. obsessed. (laughs) The cues is not. The cues. Yeah, I was going to. That's the only other thing I would plug. Yes, please plug the cues. I love the cues. The cues music. That's our handle. That's our band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you can follow us at Queer Movie Night on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter. And me, Deborah Duncan, on Facebook and Twitter, and at Deborah D. Beck on Instagram. And yes, uh, our next film um, and our next guest is my good friend Taylor Wisham, um, and we're um, covering the film Tangerine. So excited about this one! Yeah, yeah, so, it's so going to be fun. Thank you so much for doing this, Kayla. We love you. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for having me on. Can we, uh, it's been my my dream. Can we do a three part three part? It's my dream. Yay! I I kind of like had a weird chord, but you guys, <laughs> you guys we found it. We found it. Guys so I was good. like, I was like, since I'm going last shit, I go above Kayla, and then I was like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I loved. I thought. I'm sorry. Yeah. I said you. I thought you were gonna go above, but you surprised me. Okay, I, I started a frenzy. Let's be done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.